Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at hometownescanaba.com. Now let's find out what's going on. Joining us this morning is Al Ettenhofer with UP Whitetails. Thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. It is hunting season, so a lot of people are getting excited about the bow season that's happening now. And just a few weeks away from rifle season. That is correct. So how are you doing? Well, I'm busier than blazes. We have our upcoming banquet coming up for November 3rd. So we are moving and grooving, you might say. We had another meeting last night for all the trustees and committee members. And seeing it has been two years since we have had a banquet, we do have some tickets available right now. We have a Which pro- is extremely unusual. Yes. Well, you know, really a lot of people say, well, geez, people are backing away from your organization. No. Actually, um, a good round number... Uh, is between 20 and 30 every year that drop out, they move out of the area, mm-hmm. um, or for some reason, as I stated, drop out. But in order to keep interest and keep new blood in the organization, you want to take as big as we are. We we like to have 20 to 30 people actually change every year. So having about 20 tickets left in a two-year period with the COVID besides, um, I think we're doing fantastic. So we do have about 20 tickets available, and tickets are $65 a piece. Now, these are going to go fast. I'm going to tell you that right now. But they are available as of the meeting last night. That's a fabulous buffet dinner. Uh, Lisa Trott does our catering for us. She mm-hmm. has forever. It's a four-meat buffet. You will not go away hungry. Actually, <laughs> we work it so that you can have seconds if you want them. Okay. And that includes the door prizes. Of course, the, the other raffles are extra. But we have, uh, oh, well, I'll just say well over 100 door prizes, including firearms and and all sorts of prizes, as we do every year. I think it's around 135 prizes in the door alone. And then uh, we have some specials as as well. And the person to contact for these tickets uh, is Bill Germain at uh, 428-9536. And as I stated, the the dinner itself is November 3rd, doors o- at the Butler Building, doors open at 5 p.m. The group holds two events during the year, and yes. I always forget, which one's the larger one? This is the large the one. The fall one, The okay. fall one, we have 650. That's what you cap it at right there. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. we have to cap it at that. We're running out of room over there, <laughs> as big as the Butler building is. But, and that's another thing I want to I want to state: plenty of room. You are not shoulder to shoulder. There's six feet in between the tables. The center aisles are 20 feet wide. It's very comfortable facility for us, and it's uh, it just has worked out very well. Is this the first banquet then since the beginning of COVID? 
Yes, All we, right. we have lost out on two spring banquets. The spring banquets we have 400 people at. Uh, and then you, so, one fall banquet, last year's banquet was canceled. Yes. Yeah. It, so what's well, that meant for the group? too. Right. What's this meant for the group? Uh, well, I'll put it to you this way. Um, my accountant, I have the organization account uh, financials go to a separate accountant. So we have checks and balances every year. And he called me and he said, is this all you have? Did you really lose this much money? <laughs> and I had to say, yes, we did lose that much money not having those banquets. So as far as projects and that go, we had to cancel um, some of our main projects as far as the apple trees giveaway, some of the uh, other grants that we had. We are finishing up on one grant uh, out at the Delta County Forest. That one was just sprayed next year. We're going to uh, put that up for bids for seeding. We still have not been able to get bids on that, but we're changing it around a little bit. I talked with Roy Madsen yesterday, and that is going to be just the big openings. They're not going to have to do the trails. The trails have basically been taken care of. Why the grants are important is because you have to match some of those funds. Yes. Well, we are. We usually do 15, 20 percent, mm -hmm. but the DNR has a fantastic uh, program that uh, is for wildlife habitat grants. And a lot of them that we have done in the last few years, you're talking $53,000 coming out of that big fund. We have to apply for it. We're not guaranteed it, but every year, I'll be honest, we every year we apply, we we dot all the I's, cross all the T's, we donate enough. Uh, there's a, like a 10% minimum. We always go higher, 15 to 19%, and uh, we have been getting those grants, which means a lot for the uh, forest and stuff, uh, you know, in the UP. Right, but you need to be able to match it and provide the workers yes. and all of that as well. Well, all the workers, actually, that all has to be hired. Okay. They For those grant <clears throat> ones? For those grants, mm -hmm. yes. It has to be contracted out. So it works out well, uh, but we need to have the funds to be able to do that. And we are set up so that we actually pay the people ahead of time. I shouldn't say ahead of time, but as the jobs are done, we take and take it out of our funds and pay it ahead of time and then wait for the department to run it through the Michigan Treasury and mm -hmm. all the you know, other stuff uh, so the local people don't have to wait you know, four months, five months to get paid. They're paid when the job's done and approved. We approve everything. Okay, in other words, I walk yeah. out on the property, I check everything, and Rory helps me with the Delta County Forest, of course, because he's in charge of that. Mm -hmm. With the Having the banquet this year is then important because you want to be able to continue to do certain things. So you're looking at this one, I'm assuming, with anticipation, right? Yes, yes. We're hoping we're, we do well. I have heard that uh, Wildlife Unlimited, did extremely well this year and of course they keep a hundred percent local just like we do and that's a big thing in itself you know everything we 
we take and raise actually stays in the area. It's not sent to some national in Wisconsin or mm-hmm. or Colorado or whatever, you know. Besides the so, fun, guns are a big draw to these events. Is it difficult getting guns to be able to be a part of these? Well, <laughs> you it's going to be you know difficult what's going for on, the right? next, the next yeah. one, the next banquet. But we seeing that two years ago they shut us down before the actual banquet, we were ready to go to print with our spring banquet. So what I'm saying is we had everything already purchased. So in our warehouse, we had the firearms. So for this banquet, you know, it wasn't a problem. But for the next two banquets, things may be tight as far as trying to find firearms. Uh, it's extremely tight, I know, right now to take and find a a firearm with a wood stock. Uh, and the prices have jumped fantastically. Uh, it used to be at least $100 more for a, for a wood stock. Now you're $150, $200 more just for that wood stock than a synthetic stock. Hmm. So, but yes, they have really taken a jump. How is that going to affect you down the road? Well, it's going to affect our bottom line. We, we have not raised our price uh, of our banquet ticket. Uh, a lot of the other organizations have raised their price to coincide with, with the price of the guns, which is understandable. And I would imagine next year we will probably have to raise ours a little bit, to be honest, uh, and the cost of food. Right. Cost of food, that, that went up two bucks a plate. You just you, have to shoot another deer there. Eh? <laughs> uh, huh? No venison on the table oh. no, uh, for the banquet. No. But, uh, yeah, all that stuff is, you know, has to be considered for the bottom line. But I'm sure we'll do quite well. Okay, we always good. do. When you uh, had your UPSA meeting, the Upper Peninsula Sportsman's Alliance meeting, yes. you give the report on the Wildlife Committee, right? Well, I'll be honest with you, there wasn't a much much of a report to give last time because sitting <laughs> probably 40 feet away from me was seven people from the DNR, and most of them were heads of their departments, so everything uh, actually came from them. I was will most give of them the discussion? full credit. On the antlerless permits this year, then? The antlerless permits, there's going to be a little problem there. The reason being they change things. Right. Uh, You can go buy a a dope permit, and some of the, I shouldn't call them kids, but some of the people that are at the gas stations or wherever you're buying your 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 license license from are not fully up to date. It happened early. I got a phone call, and... A friend of mine, actually in Dickinson County, he says, hey, Al, you do know what's going on? I says, what do you have? He says, a friend of mine, I just come back from lower Michigan, and he says, a friend of mine I bumped into in the store getting some groceries, and he says, uh, he got five dope permits already. And he says, the, the guy at the counter offered me 20 permits. He said, I could get up to 20 permits. And I said, no, that, that's wrong. He cannot have 20 permits. In fact, he can't even have the five. 
And we talked a little bit, and I told him, well, I'll call Chad Stewart in the department, Wildlife Division. And I told Chad what was going on, what I was told. And Chad, Chad he went nuts when I told him. Mm-hmm. The guy told him 20. No, 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 you, you can't do that. I says, well, he only bought five. I says, but he is a farmer. He does have uh, a large tract of land, and he manages his land every year. He takes, tries to take at least five off of that, that property. And he says, well, he, he's in 021, and he has to have an access permit to go with those permits Which to is make new him this legal. Year here That's in the brand new. Yep. And he said he's only allowed one. I said, well, I'm not going to tell you the guy's name, but I know what's going to happen. He's going to manage his property. And uh, I says, you have to do more education to the people, the, the regular hunter out there. You have to tell them what's going on. Yeah, we had Chad on a couple of weeks ago talking yep. about I heard it. that. Uh, also, it's kind of unfair to the hunter in this case because the person sold them, so you without checking, you would think that that would be the right thing. Right. And that's a shame. It it is. And Chad said, well, if he filed for a refund, he could could most likely get a refund for the four, Hmm. uh, you know, to be legal. But we need to take and and educate the people more as far as what's going on. In some of the areas that are wide open, that are not – uh, limited to the number of does that can be taken, yes, those permits are are basically legal. But um, <clears throat> as you probably know, and Chad explained two weeks ago, there are combined areas this year that only a thousand permits in each of those combined areas are available. You need an access permit. You need to apply for that. And actually, they're probably gone by now, but uh, in order to be legal. So if you just have a regular doe permit and you are in one of these areas, you do not have an access permit, it's no good. You need to travel to an area that is open. Some farm country, ask a farmer uh, or someone that you know that has property in one of those areas and help manage you know, in those areas. The DNR is expecting a little bit better deer season this year than last year. What are you seeing here in the UP? A lot of small ones. Um, definitely, we have a, an increase uh, with the nice, what should I say, winter we had last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of, lot of fawns. In fact, I've got five of them in my backyard just about every day. Sure. And... Um, it's surprising how how much they've grown this year. We still have um, a couple of small ones that were born late, but I have a couple of fawns from the, from the biggest doe in our area um, that actually look like yearlings. I mean, they grew something fantastic this year. Um, because of the warm fall, you think, or they're still being able? Well, to the find food, food is the food is available mm-hmm. for sure. And, of course, a little extra treat in my backyard helps them out, too, you know. How about up in the Watson area where you have your camp? Oh, it's terrible. Is it? Yeah. You've been up there checking it out? Yeah. 
and it's i've talked to a couple other guys up there as well do you have a big wolf problem there then too we do have wolves yes in fact last uh, spring i seen my first wolf in the field across from our camp that's my first wolf i've seen in michigan i've seen him in canada hunting mm-hmm. uh some really big ones but um, did you have an encounter or just from no, a distance no. no i was in the vehicle and uh the the field across from the camp i always look along the one edge uh when i start going past it because i got to slow down to turn into my driveway anyway and uh i happen to look and i look forward and what the heck and i stopped and i backed up and the wife was with me and she looks around me and she said that's a wolf (laughs) i says yeah that's a wolf and he was real light colored Mm -hmm. and i call it a white but he wasn't a true snow white you know he was a little dirty dirty silver color yeah yeah but um it was definitely a wolf but last hunting season we actually found two skulls one buck one doe we only seen five deer last deer season a lot of people are saying that the wolf population is the reason the deer population is down well, it's, it's definitely making a little dent in it, that's for sure. But uh, is that the only reason? I, I really don't know. But uh, with our forest situation, with all the different diseases and stuff we have, uh, with the trees and different things, um, I'm, I'm a little worried from that aspect. In our cedars, uh, as you know, um, you know, you can walk underneath them. There, there's some thermal cover there, uh, but there's there's no food source. Mm-hmm. So the browse line's already we, been we cut. Have to, yeah, yeah they, it's been gone in those cedar swamps for many years. But uh, just they need have more to snow travel. so they can reach up higher. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know, no, I was no, kidding. No, no. <laughs> but everybody's been working to see what we can do as far as. Uh, the overall uh, forest habitat and stuff, UPSA, uh, Stuborn, Jim Hamill, they've got that huge program going. Again, with the Wildlife Habitat Grants, they've got like $83,000 that they're, they're working with uh, through that grant program. I mean, the grant programs are available. It's just to get the people involved. And in most cases, it costs them very little to, to get involved. So programs are there. We just have to get the interest and the boots on the ground to say, to get, get things done. And then having a banquet like this one to be able to support it. That from is correct. the club's perspective, right? Yeah. So that's why you need just a few more people to be able to sign up for the uh, UP Whitetails uh, banquet here coming up on November 3rd. That is correct. And the person to contact again is? Bill Germain. He's our president. He's in control of the tickets. 428-9536. And he will be more than happy. And if by chance we are sold out by the time you call, if you wait too long, (laughs) we will ask you if you want to take and be on a waiting list. For the spring banquet? Well, or for next for, fall? Well, it could be for the spring or the fall. Do you have um, a separate list for the spring banquet? Yes. But you that's all you would have to say is, well, I'd like to be on both waiting lists. And he, he takes care of both of those. 
we are there to work with the people, and hopefully they will support us. Al Ettenhofer is with UP Whitetails. Always appreciate talking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the time. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com. Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Music